It's time for another episode of Marketing Pains. The podcast about marketing for window treatment and awning companies. Learn what your colleagues are doing to keep their businesses thriving and growing and what tools you can use to expand your own business. Enjoy the view as window treatment marketing pros owner Will Hankey talks with industry experts digging into their marketing successes, learning how they're attracting more customers and getting you thinking about ways to marketing your own company. There we go. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Marketing Pains. My name is Will Hankey. This is the podcast where we talk with real window treatment and awning business owners about their successes and struggles related to marketing their business. Uh, today, we've got a, a great business owner uh, who has been very successful uh, in the Philadelphia area. Excited to have her on. Uh, her name is Vitalia Vygovska. Uh, she is an award-winning author, speaker, business coach, and window treatment specialist. Her company, Vitalia Inc. Window Treatments, is a comprehensive fabrication, measurements, installation, and project management service. It's a one-stop shop, expert go-to resource for design firms looking for support with window treatments, upholstery, and related products. In business since 2006, Vita and her team are proud to be experts in the narrow field in their narrow field, providing their clients with superb quality product and excellent communication, all wrapped up in tech-driven, detailed, and meticulous style. Uh, I like the tech-driven piece, of course. Uh, located in the greater Philadelphia area, uh, Vitalia can handle any project nationwide or around the globe. Vita. Thank you so much for being on and listening to me trudge through that. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. No worries. You know, Vita is a hard name to um, to kind of grasp or pronounce sometimes. Um, it means life. And uh, that's what my dad, apparently, he named me. He wanted me to just have a wonderful life. And that's why he named me Vita. Yeah, great, great. Well, I've already called you Vita, so I've already messed it up. No worries. <laughs> All good. I've been called worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cool. Well, thank you so much for for being on. Tell us a little bit about your business out, uh, outside of what I just uh, introduced. Thank you so much for having me on, Will. It's really it's really an honor to be here and a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah. So Vitalia Inc. is the company that I started 18 years ago, which seems like on one hand, it feels like it's 100 years ago. On the other hand, it feels like it was a blink away. And so at this point, we are a one-stop shop, a go-to resource, a white block service, a concierge level service exclusively for luxury interior designers ready to fly first class in the world of window treatments. They come to us because we are super organized. We're great communicators, so they know at every stage where their project is at, located, and um, we make them look like heroes at the end of the day. And so if that's how they feel at the end of the project and their clients are happy, then I know that we've done our job. That's great. I, I love that you point out the, the communication piece of that because mm -hmm. I think uh, uh, consumers or someone purchasing from another uh, company always feels great when there's lots of communication. And especially I feel in the window treatment industry because our lead times are so long. You know, it's, what is it, six to eight weeks, eight to 10, 10 to 12, you know, sometimes more, sometimes a little less. But regardless, you know, the customer writes out the deposit check and then it kind of goes into ether, into like this black hole. And if I were a consumer, I would be wondering, well, what's happening with my order? Are you doing anything about it? Has the order been placed? Like, what's the status? And so a lot of times our emails to them or phone calls or texts or communication is very, very simple. It doesn't have to be long, drawn out, paragraph of everything that we've done, even though we could it because we all do that much in this industry. But sometimes it's just as simple as, you know, Mrs. Smith just wanted to let you know that we placed your power. Talk to you soon. Mrs. Smith just wanted to let you know that your fabric has been received and it looks beautiful. You will love your window treatment. Mrs. Smith, your fabric is on the fabrication table and it's looking gorgeous. I can't wait to start talking to you about installation. So it's those types of one-liners that we drop so that the customer always feels like 
they are in the know, that they're supportive, that that we really have their back. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I mean, you can imagine somebody writing a check and then, you know, a friend asking them two weeks later, hey, you know, I, how is that going? And they said, I don't know. I wrote them a check. I haven't heard that. That's <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And of yeah. course, us, us servicing interior designers exclusively, the designers oftentimes have those touch points with the customer on their own part of the whole process. And and we that step in to do that for the window treatments, be that us going directly to the customer, that's what the designer wanted us to do. And of course, we copy them on the process. Or if it is updating the designer and that she decides or he decides what to do on their end directly to the customer. Okay. Okay. That's fantastic. I love that they, you know, some of them give you that freedom to do that. Some love it. You know, I mean, it's, you know, some like to hold it very close to the vest and that's totally cool. We're very much whatever, whichever way you'd like us to go, we just want to provide it with communication. And yeah. some of them really see the efficiency in not being kind of in, in, in between and, and the, yeah, like sort of the in between person, as long as they're copied from the emails, as long as they know exactly what we said to the customer. And all the time to know what happens is maybe in the first project designer would not feel comfortable with us doing it. Maybe on the second, maybe on the yep. fifth. But then after a while, we get such good track record and they know that we're professionals. And ultimately, I think we build the kind of confidence in their mind and uh, support that they know that it is, that designer knows that it is sheer key that is our primary customer. It is our job to make them look amazing and we will never throw them under the bus. We will never be like, well, I don't know why I should pick that fabric. <laughs> what was she thinking doing that? <laughs> you know, they know over time that we would never do that. It's that kind of rapport and trust and relationship that we build over time. Um, and so, you know, 18 years later, um, I still work, we still work with a lot of the same designers that I started with, along with a lot of the new ones too that have come along. But our relationships run long and deep. Yeah, always, uh, always good relationships to have because they're a fantastic referral source. Exactly. Yeah. So tell me about your your business. How did it get started? Give me a, like a brief history of that. Yeah. So I am a corporate dropout. So that means that I spent first ten years of my professional career in corporate America. I actually graduated with a marketing degree, and as I think you would appreciate, <laughs> and I ultimately uh, decided to quit my corporate job. As uh, at that point, I was a marketing director for Lennox China, and oh, wow. I decided that I can do better on my own, <laughs> that I wanted to control my destiny, <laughs> that I yeah. could manage my time better that I would be more productive with my gifts and talents. And I started looking for an opportunity. I never knew that it was going to be in the window treatment world. I just looked for any business and I did a lot of research and even traveled and talked to a lot of people around the country looking for the right opportunity. Believe it or not, I, I explored opening a gym. <laughs> okay. I explored doing, I read an entrepreneur magazine article about used cardboard box company. So there were a lot of um, little tangents that I tried going into just looking for the right business where what, what where I could, I wanted to, to do a business. Like it was never a hobby. It was never, let's see how it works. Um, I knew the type of income that I wanted to replace working for corporate. I knew the type of lifestyle that I wanted to build outside of corporate. And I just looked for the right fit. And so that's how this amazing industry came along. I never knew that it existed. I never knew that anybody back then would spend multiple thousands of dollars for a pair of trace. Right. <laughs> you know, I think probably at that point I went to, a, I don't know, Jason Brand or something to buy whenever ready made. So I've learned a lot since then. And ultimately, you know, it's interesting how things happen as, you know, universe just kind of provides, you know, looking back, I can't imagine doing cardboard boxes or even any kind of fitness or I think I looked at plants and vitamins and some other things, which is all sorts of different things. Now this, this feeds the creativity. Um, it feeds my wanting to build relationships with people. But at the end of the day, um, my old marketing professor, I remember in college used to say, if you know marketing, 
then you can sell nails. You can market nails, essentially anything. Yeah. So it's all about knowing where your target client is, knowing, identify where they hang out, and then going and meeting them where they hang out and finding ways to create those relationships where they already are or bring them to you and pulling them in to create the relationships. I love it. That's why I I love love it here. That's great. I love that you took that, uh, took that initiative to just start looking through, you know, a bunch of different options uh, before picking something or landing on something. Uh, I think that would probably make a lot of people jealous, right? They, a lot of people just get into a, uh, a job and then that becomes their job for the rest of their life, whether it was something they liked or not, you know? Yeah. You know, it's, it's a shame that that, that that is the case. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have two small children, small, I mean, they're not that small anymore. But my son is 13. My daughter is turning 10 in just a couple of days. And I know you have a daughter who is, um, who helps you in the business. Right. And, um, yeah, I always tell my children that it is up to them to create their own future. It is up to them to pick their destiny. It is up to them to make the right choices and that every choice has a consequence. You know, be that something very small, like, <laughs> I don't know, deciding not to go to a swim practice because he doesn't feel good. And then it becomes that much more difficult the next day at that swim practice. Yeah. Whether it's something bigger, if they decide not to study for a test or whatever it may be, every single decision is a choice and it has consequences. Yeah. So that's kind of the mantra that we try to live by. That's great. I love it. So um, a lot of the classes that I teach uh, kind of uh, focus on three different things uh, for a successful marketing campaign. That's the market, the message, and the media. We've already talked a little bit about the media, some of the things you do, but I'll circle back around to that. Uh, But let's start with the market. So who is your ideal customer or target market right now? Yep. So it is a luxury interior designer. It is, she is primarily in the Philadelphia area. Um, however, if there are any interior designers out there listening and they have a high-end luxury, large project in Hawaii or Paris, I will definitely go. I will make myself available. <laughs> um, but you know, all jokes aside, you know, we, we do take really good care of our designers which means that we go on site and take measurements and we are product knowledge people and give them the best advice and the engineering. We'll provide the estimate. We have a fabrication component right here in the house, um, right next door. And then we, we have an in-house installer. So, and then any kind of service calls, of course, we will take care. So everything is done right here in house in a very comprehensive kind of way. It's a very wide left service. It's a very high touch service. So, um, you know, a lot of it lands itself to a more of a local clientele in the Philadelphia area. And it is for a designer who appreciates. And when I say appreciate, that means they, they really want that kind of service and they have the clients who can afford that kind of service uh, that is rooted in technology, like you said earlier, that is based on all things organization. We have a very robust project management system that, um, you know, I would venture a guess to say that only 1% of our entire industry has something like that or even has any kind of system for project management. Um, we have a wonderful and robust communication system with all the templates and then um, all the processes and steps that we have in handling our designers. It is definitely not for the gain of heart, not from the budget standpoint, not from the standpoint of, you know, we will um, follow up with them and say, hey, where's the fabric that you wanted to order? Where's that thing that you promised me? So all of a sudden they're like, oh, the Talia 8 is holding me accountable. Um, they have my back. Um, right. They know what they're doing. It's not that I have to chase them down. They're actually chasing me down. And so it becomes a whole elevated level of service and relationship. Usually it's the high a um, high achieving type of designers who have those type of caliber projects and clients, um, those who will love to work with. And that is not to say that they're all big firms. Some of them are very big firms, but we'll work with a lot of firms that are a solopreneur, or maybe it's a solo designer and a couple of assistants, but it is just the level of service that they provide, the level of client that they work with, 
And in turn, that is the type of support system that they're looking for in their in all of their trades, including the window treatment yeah. trade. Yeah, we've got some uh, some of our clients that you know they're very happy with five leads a month uh, mm -hmm. because they're doing these huge jobs. You know, they're solopreneurs, and if they could just get a couple of those a month, they're they're more than happy. So I love that you guys have that kind of that support system behind the scenes. Uh, and all the, especially all the processes in place. I, I, I am, uh, I love processes and having all that stuff in place because I understand uh, how much it's going to, it's going to move you down the line uh, in, in success and uh, happy clients too. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely, I'm all about efficiency and productivity and getting things done with the least amount of inputs so or the highest amount, highest amount of outputs. Right. So it's yeah. the highest amount of service. The, the happiest clients for, you know, if we can get something done in an hour instead of five hours, then that's what we're going to start to do. That's great. So we talked about the market. That's great. We, we kind of started to talk about your messaging a little bit. Uh, so what is your kind of unique selling proposition or how do you position yourself in the eyes of your uh, customers? Oh, yes, babe. The good old USB. I love it. <laughs> uh, it it is about the proper um, organization, the proper communication, and then ultimately building trust. So <clears throat> our value system is based on these three core principles. Um, and I'll start from the end. And the end is trust. We want to build that kind of trust where the designer knows with, you know, unequivocally and without any doubt that we will always have their back. We will always support them. We will never throw them under the bus. We will only talk to them about any kind of issues or problems um, outside of the client's home at one-on-one. -on -one. Like we would just never do anything that jeopardizes our relationship. Yeah, It is the kind of trust where once in a while the designer gets, you know, so overwhelmed or busy with some other things and would get a check for the deposit and the check is blank. And we're like, uh, would you like us to fill <laughs> it out to us to tear it up? Want to set a new one? Um, you know, that sort of thing. So it is the kind of trust where we can communicate directly with the customer, always, of course, including the designer, but they know that uh, we're going to do it at a professional level. So, so trust is the ultimate end result. How do you build trust? You do that by communicating with your customers, by letting them know what the status of the project is along the way, by um, letting them know that there's a problem and not shying away and standing in firmly in what you believe, be that an unstable fabric or the wrong treatment style or some other problem that usually arises along the way. <laughs> by you know, being honest and standing firm in your convictions and what you think is right. And ultimately, they respect you better for that. So, uh, so all of that communicating, we're trying to be very, very good at, um, and very efficient at that. And the reason that we're able to be such good communicators is because we're very organized on the front end. So, I did this backwards, but if I were to do it kind of in real time, we're so organized with our processes and systems, um, specifically with the digital voting tools that we use and the project management system where we capture all of the details and it is transparent. We actually give our designers a link, it's an evergreen link to their um, kind of cut of their project management report where they can see all of their projects and they can see exactly where we stand. So there's never like, well, did Vitalia Inc. order that hardware? Did it did that shape shift? Did they take care of such and such? And we, we don't know oh, anything back. We're not hiding it like, oh, crap, I forgot to do something. Let me not tell the interior designer about it and just right. quickly do it. And then just tell her that something was a back order. It's delaying. Yeah. yeah, right. Delay. Miracle, you know. So, yeah, we're very, very uh, kind of transparent in our initial organization that leads us to be very transparent communicators that ultimately leads to trust. That's right. Uh, that's our USB. I love that. That's fantastic. Uh, I like how they all fit together as well. It's great. Like a puzzle. Right, right. Yeah, very cool. All right, so so market message out of the way. Now my favorite part, uh, that's the the sexy stuff, right? The the meteor. <laughs> how do you do it? At least as a marketing guy, I think this is the exciting part. So. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, I, exactly. And I'm right there as, as a marketing gal, and I think yeah, yeah. really, really excited too. Cool. Yes. You know, I, I mean, I... 
as a, as a marketing professional, I believe and I want all of us to play in all of the marketing fields. I mean, there is branding and there's that good old messaging, of course, and there is social media and there's SEO and there's ads and there's print ads and there's networking and shows and one-on-one things. These are all the things, right? So um, follow-up, newsletters. So, and, you know, truth be told, we actually, because we've been in business for such a long time and because I am so driven by systems. <laughs> I even teach a class in uh, Luan University. It's called Systems Driven Operations because everything I do is so uh, rooted in systems which report are supported by technology. Yep. That uh, I mean, I can um, you know fairly say that we have some kind of presence. We play in all of those areas of marketing. So um, it's exciting to be kind of in all things at the same time. Yeah. It is very challenging for anyone who wants to do it alone. So I don't want our listeners here to think, to get overwhelmed and to start thinking, oh my God, I have to do all of the things that Vita just rattled off. And I'm all but one person. And on top of that, I actually have to go on appointments and do the order eight and go on installations and all of that. Um, you know, that's not where, what I did from the beginning or in the beginning, I should say, because it was just me, the solopreneur, doing everything myself. Yeah. It is in the last four to five years that I made a very conscious choice to scale the business and do so by building a team. And so I have a wonderful, very talented, skilled, very conscientious, uh, great hard worker, marketing coordinator who helps me with all of the above. <laughs> and also me personally as a CEO, um, who has a team for a lot of those everyday type things like the ordering, like the appointments, like the estimating and so forth. I now look at my job description and I know that a good 30% of it, maybe 40% of what I do needs to be in marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, that you guys are kind of dabbling in a lot of things. We we tend to call that omnipresence. Yeah, I'll get a call now and somebody will say, you know, I just see you everywhere. And that makes me feel good because I know that it has not always been the case, right? You know, it's taken years and years for us to add on. Okay, let's start doing a newsletter. Okay, let's start doing podcast, right? You know, you just kind of add them on to think that you could start out doing all of these things would be insane and you'd, you'd go crazy. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I, I you know I started off. I you know how I started in this business by quitting a corporate job and finding a business where I thought I could succeed. But truth be told, I didn't know. I didn't know the industry. I didn't know anything about window treatments or that they even existed. But most importantly, I didn't have any contacts. I mean, I didn't have any interior designers, you know, for giving a project. I didn't have any buildings rolling out red carpets or anything like that. So right. a lot of what. I did it 18 years ago at that very beginning is pounding the pavement. You know, I, I made a lot of full calls. I went on a lot of networking events. I shook a lot of hands. Yeah. I did a lot of coffee dates. I always say I was severely overcapinated in the first three years. <laughs> <laughs> career. I, I did home and garden shows when we still were sorry, we named the, the end consumer. It is, it, I was primarily just, you know, me and leveraging my time and my skill and my strength in, and desire, I think, in wanting to be a part of people and wanting to build relationships with people. Yeah. So that's what I concentrated on at the very beginning. And this as years went on, then I added the newsletter to follow up. I added the the website component. I added the the Google listing. I added in the recent about three four years or so the podcasting, um, and now and now teaching and giving back to the industry. And because I've built what I've been able to build, now it's time to give it back to people that who are where I was 18, 15 years ago. You're listening to the Marketing Pains Podcast. We'll be right back after this break.
This episode of Marketing Pains is sponsored and underwritten by my own company, Window Treatment Marketing Pros. First of all, thank you so much for taking time out of your day today to listen to the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And I hope that you're gaining some knowledge, tidbits, uh, good information that will help your business grow. Window Treatment Marketing Pros is the only digital marketing company that works specifically with window treatment and awning companies around the U.S. We handle entire digital marketing campaigns from website design to SEO and more. With over 23 years of experience in the digital marketing arena, we can help your business get more website traffic, leads, and phone calls. We work with businesses that are experiencing significant growth or businesses that want to experience significant growth, and we have plans to fit most of those companies. If you're ready to invest in your business, you want the phone to ring more, and you have the resources to handle that growth, please schedule a short discovery call with me at wtmarketingpros.com slash strategy. I'd love the opportunity to talk with you about your business, your vision for the future, and your ultimate goals for your company. Schedule that today and I look forward to meeting you. In the meantime, back to today's episode. That's awesome. Out of all the different things that you do, is there any one uh, specific marketing uh, component that you think drives the most leads for you? So, you know, there was a part of me that wants to say it's referral, um, but, and, you know, everybody says that, oh, my business is referral-based, or I only do business based on referral and all that. And, you know, there's, there's, there's great truth in that, and, and it's a wonderful thing. There's a, a little part of me that kind of feels like it's a, it's, it's a lazy way into, into the, <laughs> like a lazy way marketing way kind of thing. Right. Um, because, you know, very few of us have actual uh, put together and formal referral program. So we never know when those referrals will actually happen. They just kind of happen by happenstance. It's like, oh, you were referred to me by X, Y, and Z. I'm like, oh, well, great, terrific. I didn't know that I would be referred, but okay, great. So there wasn't like an intentional effort behind it. Right. So, which, you know, I mean, I welcome any lead, don't get me wrong, but I am mostly in my marketing efforts um, concerned and concentrating on the things that I can actually control, on the things that I can do. It is about my time and where do I spend my time in terms of marketing. And so in terms of my window treatment business, believe it or not, it is um, reaching out to my client, my target client market. It is physically picking up her phone and calling there. It is sending them an email. It is sending them a direct message on either LinkedIn or Instagram. It is reporting a video on text or IG or LinkedIn and sending it that way. So it is still just like 18 years ago. It is trying me trying to put me eyeball to eyeball with my main target client who's an interior designer who's ultimately the referral partner. So that's that's how I personally, where I spend my time and uh, what I dedicated to. Uh, we recently, well, I don't know if you know, we had a fire in our studio a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. And since then, we, we rebuilt it and we just moved in. Well, I say just, right? It's like everything happens in the blink of an eye. It's been a few months now that we've moved in. <laughs> um, and so now that we have this beautiful space, we're starting to fold lunch and learns. And those lunch and learns are uh, sending out blanket invitations to our email list and having them raise their hand and come. But also it is sending out private invitations and personal, I should say, invitations and inviting better to take a private tour of our vacation workroom and studio followed out by a lunch and learn component. So those actually have been quite successful too. So, and that again, it's an eyeball to eyeball thing, whether you do it with an individual person or a firm, whether you try to grow to them, whether you pull that towards you. Um, so, so that's where I spend a lot of my time. And then one other thing that I, I would like to mention is um, the email newsletter that we do. Uh, we do it uh, twice a month. And that continues it without fail 
continues to bring response, whether it is something as simple as, I was great hearing from you, Vita, keep up the good work, or whether it is someone congratulating us and moving into a new space, or you know, giving their sentiments, wonderful fire thing happened. So yeah. I, every time I send out a newsletter, I always get um, replies back. And that as that nurturing mechanism to existing clients, or at least maybe there are some clients and some prospects, but in one um, shape or form, they raised their hand and they said, I'm interested in what you have to say. Whether they bought from us in the past or not, they yeah. are an engaged person who had to sign up for the list to be on the list. So um, without doubt that marketing technique definitely works and something that um, we try to stay on top of as much as possible. I love that you mentioned that a lot of people overlook the newsletter thing and just think, well, you know, what am I going to tell everybody every month? You know, and, and there's plenty to say uh, if you're, especially if you're doing content. So all, all of our clients obviously are doing content, things like that. You could share those new articles, uh, but there's definitely something to be said for just being top of mind, right? Uh, it may be six months from now before they're ready to buy, but just the fact that you're you're showing up every month or twice a month in your case in their inbox, uh, even if they're not like totally engaged and paying attention to it, you're still top of mind to them. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Well, I think being top of mind is <clears throat> paramount to more. I mean, that essentially it is what marketing is all about. Yeah. And so I can tell you that with going to the trade, it takes, I know that it takes me at least a year to develop a cold relationship. So if you were an interior designer and I had given you a call and said, hey, I would love to introduce my company to your firm, what works for you? Do you want to get to get a coffee, lunch, dinner? Do you want to come to me? I can come to you. I can do lunch and learn. We can, you know, get together, whatever. Uh, and at first it'd be like, what? Right. What's <laughs> that calling me? <laughs> And then what I'll do is I, mean, I will continue calling or I'll, I'll email or I will do the video or the message, the DM and so forth. And so eventually, and then eventually we're like, all right, who is Vita? I want to show the bell. Let me subscribe to her newsletter. Let me see what she does on, on our social media and all that. And so it will take you about a year as an interior designer to be like, hmm, all right, she is legit. She knows what she's doing. She has a team. Um, she'd been in the business for a while. Her work seems great. Oh, well, by the way, I heard somebody else was talking to her at some event that I attended. Oh, and she's also part of this organization. And I saw her at that place. All right. Now that I've seen her all around, what was the word that you used? Uh, yeah. uh, ominous, omnipresence. <laughs> yeah, omnipresence. Yeah. Omnipresence. That's right. You know, so so it takes it takes at least a year for it go from the cold call to actual um, them asking us to, hey, how do you work? And do you want to go on the project or come out of visit the site with us? We'd love to work with you. These are some some great insights, especially for uh, like window treatment dealers who are wanting to start getting some referrals from interior designers. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in our case, they'll say, hey, can we put a page on their website about that? And typically, the interior designers won't see that page or they're not out there looking for that kind of thing. But by you going kind of uh, what do I say? Circumventing, right? You're going a different route to get in front of them, uh, and just building those touch points that, like you said, over time, they're going to, they're going to be like, okay, you know, what is this all about? Uh, I love that. That's great. You know, I'll tell you this story real quick. And that's sort of like on the other extreme altogether, but there's this one interior designer, very well-known interior designer in Philadelphia area. And I started hoarding her. <laughs> um, right. 15 yeah. years ago and and I did all the things you know I called and I DM'd and I PM'd and I emailed and I I sent her gifts and you know at all the things you know I mean I do direct mail I do interesting cute little things that I would send maybe an article to something a video to another thing I've seen her at networking events we've talked many times you know what one-on-one uh just Hi, how are you? How how's business? That sort of thing. So we definitely have known each other for a long time, and yet her business remained elusive. She has not called us once to vote on the project, to go visit a site. Um, she she had somebody else, and about two weeks ago, actually, I get a call from one of her design associates, 
And she starts asking me all of the right questions. You know, how long does this take? What is your process for that? Um, what do you do if it's new construction? What if it's one little room? What if it's a whole room of a whole build uh, a house of things? And you know, I answer the questions, and then I said, um, "I please tell me." I, I know they've used another work bro, and uh, you know what have been your pain points, and what is the reason that you're reaching out to me now? And like I said, I'm all about communication, even if yeah. it's something like that straightforward, because I want to know why now. Why and I know why me because I'm I get very confidently and strongly in what we have to offer, but I want to know why now. And so she gave me some uh, answers as to why they were looking into somebody else. And one of the things she said was, "Well, the existing work form had stopped making us a priority." And she said, "It won't happen with you, right, Vita?" And I said, "Well, first name on the person." You probably don't know this, but I have fit forty your boss for the last fifteen years. <laughs> so trust you me, fifteen years, you will be a priority for her. Yep. Yep. And you know, sure enough, in the last couple of weeks, we've gotten um, several requests and projects from her. So I'm really looking forward to that great relationship. And so, not to scare anyone off, and you're like, holy moly, this takes fifteen years. Um, this is an extreme case. <laughs> Uh, but the point of it is persistence, resilience, tenacity. I mean, those are the cornerstone qualities of any entrepreneur and especially a good marketer. Yeah, yeah. Very good. You also uh, mentioned a couple other things. I was taking notes. Um, video. You do a lot with video. And, mm -hmm. and it's interesting because YouTube shorts have become super, super popular. You know, YouTube has really paid a lot of attention on this short content. Uh, these little micro bursts of information. Uh, so how are you guys using video, uh, not just on the courting side for new mm -hmm. clients, but uh, all around? Yeah. So uh, two and a half years ago, it was during COVID when all of us were shaking out our road boots and bringing down our forecast down to, I don't know, 20, 30% of our budget. And we didn't know exactly how it was all going to turn out. Um, Window Works, of course, you just interviewed Vin Nigera and uh, Luann, of course, who is an incredible podcaster in the industry. So one of their associates, who is now a um, partner, Kim Seraphim, and I decided <laughs> that we were going to do this series called Window Treatment Friday Live. And so since then, almost every Friday, Kim and I go live on YouTube as well as Facebook and Instagram at 9 a.m. Eastern for about half an hour or so, and we talk about a window treatment topic. So it could be what type of fleets are in, what are the trends in window treatments, what is a row and shade, what type of linings to use, what's a drapery in, <laughs> banding, uh, odd shaped windows. So we are up to, I want to say, 130 oh, nice. episodes or so. And um, and so that has been a lot of fun to do, a big commitment, of course. But it has also created some uh, like really good presence. It has a driven traffic to our websites. It has uh, provided a way of a uh, good way of search engine optimization. And it has also given our marketing coordinators assets to yeah. write articles off of their videos. And that is how those articles are created and then ultimately published in the newsletter that comes out twice a month. Love that. I love that you're repurposing one thing for another. Uh, repurposing is, I told you, it was big insufficiency. So anytime yeah, yeah. I can repurpose something, with the minimal amount of input for maximum amount of output, I think that should be the name of the game. Yeah, yeah. And video is one of those because it can be turned into audio. It can be turned into text. It can be turned into a lot of things. So Exactly. Awesome. Exactly. Uh, switching gears a little bit, what is a marketing effort that you kind of stopped using over the last couple of years? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I want to say yellow pages. I'm pretty sure okay. I proved that at, at one point or another when, you know, 18 years ago. <laughs> you know, it, it's 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 like it's really weird, you know. So I listen uh, to Luann and to Vin, and they've been in business for forty years, and I think to myself, wow, that is such a long time. And then I looked at my own journey, I'm like eighteen years. Like, 
you blink and where do 18 years go? And with that, when I started, we had clamshell phones. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> there was no Instagram. There was no, I don't think there was LinkedIn then. There was barely a Facebook. We didn't quite know what to put on Facebook. I think we're like, do we talk about the lunch that we just ate? <laughs> right. Um, I might have had a an ad in Yellow Pages. I probably blocked it out at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of things have, have really changed. And a lot of those changes are rooted in technologies, of course. So, you know, just things like social media, things like uh, optimized websites, things like paid ads, and things like uh, lives and reels and all of the video that you just mentioned. So yeah. all of that stuff has really taken front seat to a lot of the kind of much older traditional marketing like um, print ads. That's right. I did run a couple of print ads. I no longer do that. Um, I think I did a lot more direct mail than I would ever consider doing now. So so there's just so much that is um, available to us from the technology standpoint. Yeah. And that's where the customer hangs out. So right. that with that's with that, that's what marketing is and go and meet the customers where we hang out and yep. find a way to pull them into your own domain, <laughs> uh, figuratively and uh, and literally, right? You want them on your mailing list. You want them hanging out in your, reading your newsletter and that not on another or any other pressure. Well, yeah. If that's you mentioned social media, how are you guys using that? Well, no. Yep. We primarily hang out on Instagram and that is driven directly by our target customer. So most interior designers hang out on Instagram. It's a very visual platform. So uh, we are very active there. And then we repurpose that content over to Facebook and then over to LinkedIn with some modifications, depending on what's appropriate for each of the platforms. Okay, very good. Uh, again, with the repurposing, I love it. <laughs> so about that efficiency. <laughs> yes. Uh, what would you say to a owner of a window treatment company that's just trying to kind of take their business to the next level? So I think first and foremost, it's important to be very honest with yourself and understand what is that next level. So it has to do with your definition of scaling. And scaling can be doing more, making more money with the same amount of resources, um, or it is making the same amount of money and inputting less hours. So essentially you want to work the same amount of time and make more, or you want to make the same and work less, less time. So that is kind of the foundational. So it's a simple question, but it's a very loaded question. Yeah. Anybody who wants to take their business to that next level needs to decide what their next level is. Awesome. If their next level is growing their top line, bottom line, which you can't do without people. And once we have people, then payroll becomes a, a really big and overwhelming deal. And once that is the case, then you really have to step up your marketing. And so, uh, I mean, for me, the lover of marketing, um, that has always been kind of part of forward, but especially when I started um, scaling and made that conscious force to scale. And so anyone who wants to take their business to the next level by scaling up needs to make sure that they have a very solid marketing plan that provides them with leads. And once the leads are there, do they have a solid plan then to full build those leads? Which again, everything leads back to systems and processes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you for that answer. That I mean, obviously that's what we do. So that was uh, not planned, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So we're, um, before we wrap up, tell me a little bit about your VIP experience that you have. Yeah, yes. So it's interesting what happens, you know, I. Didn't expect that really, didn't anticipate it, didn't know that that was a natural progression. But again, realizing that you're in business for close to 20 years, you start having like these random emails and random questions from random people that we never knew existed. 
and they write to you or call you and say, hey, I'm a new workroom or hey, I am a new window treatment specialist or I actually have been in business for five to 10 years, but I'm flying by the seat of my pants or my business is doing over a million dollars, but it has zero systems whatsoever and it's it's like driving me crazy and I'm working 60 to 80 hours a week. So when I started hearing those types of questions, it became about um, kind of giving back to the people that um, are where I was 15, 18 years ago. And so everything that we do here in Vitalia Inc. is based on project robust project management system, great quoting templates. We have a funded page plus SOP binder that is an ever work in progress. I am an incredibly um, strong believer in financials and understanding your past financials so that you can forecast your future. And so at this point, I know how many people it takes to get from, let's say, 300 to half a million, from half a million to a million, from a million to a million and a half. I know how many people it takes. I know how many, what kind of positions it takes. I know how much it costs. I know the kind of mistakes that I have made along this very path. And so all of those tools, I literally hand off to the, to the people, lender treatment pros who decide to do the VIP experience. It is essentially a two-day in-person intensive session um, right here in our beautifully renovated studio. And the window treatment pro is responsible for flying in and then we take care of the rest. We put them up in the gorgeous hotel. We take care of their meals. We take care of all the necessities and luxuries. And of course, they walk away with all of my tools handed to them on the silver platter. We build out their PL, we sit there with the Excel spreadsheets and actually build it out for the next year or two or three years. Wow. And and so they walk away knowing and knowing certain terms exactly what it takes to scale, what it takes to grow. It is not for the fan of parts. It the investment for it is ten thousand dollars. And it is for people who are high achievers who are type A's essentially, who don't want to waste time recreating their meal, reinventing anything that has been already done for them before, who simply want to take the Kuwait track record and follow it with making some minor adjustments to their own business, their own lifestyle. You know, I sometimes equated to the, um, what's that game called? Um, suits of ladders. You know, there's that one ladder that goes from the very bottom to the very top, right? <laughs> and so it was that kind of ladder that I provide to them via the unfettered access to me and with all the tools and systems and softwares that I have uh, developed for my own business. And it is something that we use on a daily here at Retailing Inc. So it's been really yeah. great. It's been very, it's been very, very fulfilling to see my clients walk away with like their eyes wide open and be like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what I need to do. I have the clarity. I am no longer confused and wondering if I'm doing the right thing. That's great. I love it. And I've mentioned before on a lot of my podcasts, the the Pareto principle of getting, you know, 80% of the way done in 20% of the time. Yeah. I mean, why not? That just totally thing. makes sense. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know what? It's because the all the years that I've been, you know, moving in this direction, nope, not quite right, backtrack, backtrack, then by this direction, pioneer, but not sort of backtrack a little bit. Let's try another way. And so you try different ways until eventually you find a way that works and then you take it further. It takes time. Yeah. It takes effort. It takes money. <laughs> it it is exhausting. You know, if I had a Vita and if I had a me 15 years ago <laughs> for for two days and a and a small investment, oh my gosh, I would have been there in a heartbeat and yeah. it would have been here a lot faster than 18 years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love that. So we will uh, we will link to that in the show notes along with the other stuff you mentioned. Oh, um, yeah. uh, wanted to ask you one last thing. Uh, uh, you're going to be at IWCE. Yes. And you're speaking at a couple, are you doing a couple different sessions there? I'm doing four different sessions. Yes. Okay. 
Um, I am doing the best um, practices between an interior designer and a workroom. I'm doing a session on uh, window treatments demystify everything that an interior designer needs to know to spec a window treatment. I'm doing a session on window treatment trends. And the final one is problematic, those challenging windows and how window treatments can save them. Wow. Okay. Lots of choices. That's awesome. Lots of choices. That'll be one, uh, one busy lady. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Uh, cool. Well, people, uh, if you're going to IWCE, obviously you can look her up and and take some of those classes uh, as well. That'd be great. So, um, all right. Uh, if people want to learn more about you, where can they go? The best place to go is to my website, which is vitaliainc.com. Everything is there. It is a very content-rich website. We, you will see some some of the things that you can slide and make your own. We have a wonderful free report that is called 37 and a half window treatment ideas, where you can have your own workbook and visit for your window treatment appointments. Uh, we have a very rich FAQ section for interior designers that are looking to work with us. And you're welcome to swipe any information from that section. Uh, we have all of my podcasts. And of course, this one will also, um, I would love a link from you, Will, and we can um, backlink to you and uh, feature this podcast on our side, uh, along with all the podcasting that I do with um, Luann, uh, all the uh, Window Treatment Friday Live, starting doing YouTube, so it's it's a very as long with our portfolio and articles and blogs and content and you know all all the things. It's a very content rich site. So oh. I would love for people to meet you there. Yeah. All right. I will make sure to uh, link that in the in the show notes, obviously, as well. Uh, Vita, thank you so much for being on today. It's been a pleasure uh, learning about your business and and a little bit of a unique business uh, compared to who I usually talk to. So. Happy to provide a maybe a unique perspective. Thank you very much, Will, for having me. It's been a pleasure and an honor. Um, thank you for everything that we do for our industry as well. Yeah, no problem. Thank you again for being on and uh, uh, go check her out uh, if you uh, if you need to. The, the links will be in the show notes. And uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. And don't forget to subscribe uh, to this so that you can hear from other window treatment dealers, other service providers that are out there for our industry as well. All right. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Marketing Pains Podcast, where window treatment and awning business owners and industry experts share marketing information that helps you reach more customers. Please leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform and get all of our show notes at wtmarketingpros.com slash podcast.